Welcome to episode three of Something in the Wild. I'm your host, Tyler Smith. And today I will be breaking down the life of a modern day hunter and outdoorsman from fishing to camping to hunting to cooking to conservation to gardening. We will cover it all here and discuss the comforts and struggles of the outdoor world in today's day and age. I have a very special episode planned for you today, and for those watching on YouTube, you should already know why. I have with me today the amazing and beautiful Samantha Falloon. Hey, hello, Sammy. Hello, hello. Now, for those of you that don't know, Sammy is my girlfriend and is currently in school to get her master's in clinical mental health counseling. So hopefully today she can shed some light on the life of a hunter's significant other and how mental health in the outdoors might be more correlated than you would think. So, let's get it started. How are you doing today? I'm nervous. Nervous? <laughs> Even though I already said I was nervous three times. This is our third take, by the way. We kind of screwed up. We're, we're, learning, uh, we're learning on the fly here, recording audio separately from the camera, so we're figuring out. Bear with us here. So, I guess I want to start out first here. My first question, what's it like having a boyfriend that likes to spend the majority of his free time outside? It's fun. It's cool. It's exciting. It's crazy. You're crazy about the outdoors. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to spend a lot of time outside, as she knows, as I'm sure you guys probably know. Um, And I kind of want to get into, you know, what effect that has maybe on our relationship um, you know, how it's good for us, how it's bad for us. Maybe you could like shed some light into that. Yeah, I feel like it was hard at for well, it can be hard. You like when I met you, you were playing baseball, so a lot of your time was already dedicated to something else. And that was we had to navigate that. And then it kind of switched over to hunting, so I think I was kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. And now I appreciate having our own our own space um, and time away from each other because we're together like twenty four seven. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And why do you think we're? I, why do you think that that's good? And why do you think it's okay for us to spend that time apart? Um, I think we both kind of need. I like my alone time, and I definitely need it to like recharge. So, I feel like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be as good of a partner. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying on the second take, <laughs> like I don't even remember what exactly you were saying, but something to the extent of like I was gonna say, like it's like good for us, you know. We yeah, we, like having your own time, but I forget exactly. You're what I was you saying. develop yourself as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to develop separately, like as an individual person. And then you also need to develop your relationship. So they kind of, in my opinion, they need to be equal because you kind of need to work on yourself in order to make sure you're the best that you can be for your partner. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you value alone time like we do, we know like we both need that to be good. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why it works for us. And plus, we live together. We do everything together, basically. So sometimes sometimes you, you annoy me and sometimes <laughs> i annoy you yeah yeah so yeah and, and that's a good point of developing um you know developing your own personality 
apart from your significant other's personality. A lot of people sometimes spend so much time together that they kind of mix and they intertwine a little bit. And it kind of takes away from the fact that it's a relationship and not just like one person, you know, it's, it's two Mm -hmm. people coming together to embrace each other's differences, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, combining strengths and weaknesses to, you know, hopefully conquer something a little bit greater. Yeah. And it's cool because then you learn about what I like and I learn about what you like. And I don't know, I'm sure you have more questions regarding that, but it's it's just interesting to see like you interested very interested in something and like what you like and what makes you tick Mm -hmm. and i feel like vice versa yeah yeah and you know you like to spend your time um you know the time that we are apart you like to relax around the house you like to do some cleaning you like to go to the gym um it's you know it's all things that are good and productive and i think that's huge too is finding hobbies that are productive and um you know better yourself you know we're all always trying to continuously better ourselves better our relationship and and i think we prioritize that very well and And it gets us some meat oh yeah oh yeah gets us a lot of meat which is very very nice very very good benefit there um but talking about i guess priorities and this is kind of shifting gears a little bit i i remember whenever we were like you know probably I, it it was a while ago. Um, but like whenever we first started seriously like dating and like, we were like very invested in one another. I think I was, um, my priority priorities were a little bit skewed. You know, I would spend way too much time doing some things and not enough time doing other things that were important for us and mixing things together and not balancing myself out. And I think that's also really important. Um, you know, like, for example, whenever I was playing baseball, whenever we first met, I would spend so much time playing baseball, thinking about it all the time. Um, and it kind of spilled over into our relationship and it caused issues, you know, where mm-hmm. we might not be fully 100 percent in the moment with one another. And it right. was and it was my fault for sure. Well, but I've, Yeah, I feel like through that like learning how you are you're more of like all or nothing for one specific thing so like hunting or baseball like you just go like 10 million thousand percent into that one thing and like that I feel like you had to realize that and I had to realize it and we realized it together and like for me I like doing like small like a bunch of little smaller things and I feel like that was hard for you to understand about me and it was hard for me to understand about you because it's just not the same. So I feel like we kind of worked through it together to figure out how we can each balance that. Yeah, yeah. And it's comp- complementing styles, right? So yeah. like one style is very go, go, go and the other style is very like, oh, let's do this, 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 you know? Yeah, and I also feel like in order to like, Obviously, you just want to see me happy. I just want to see you happy. We want to be happy. So knowing that that's how you operate. And I know this is like a big thing with like, at least stereotypical, I guess. Stereotypical. Um, Like hunters, wives or girlfriends or whatever, like are mad when they like you leave. Mm -hmm. Like I still miss you when you leave, but like I know like how happy it makes you. So it doesn't like bother me. Mm -hmm. And also, 
like I want like I don't know it's something that you enjoy so I enjoy seeing you do it so like I feel like you feel that the same yes 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 to me so Mm -hmm. it's like you can be happy to see your significant other succeeding in things and doing stuff they like besides the relationship yeah yeah and talking on talking more about you know being away for long periods of time um and not seeing each other for long periods of time um it gives you a great reset and i'm not saying that whenever i go out on these trips like i can guarantee you i i told you guys i'm going out on a steelhead trip here next weekend and i can tell you right now right as soon as i wake up that second you know that first morning first afternoon that i'm there I'm going to be missing the hell out of you. <laughs> so that's just like how it is. And it's just how it works out. And it makes it that much nicer whenever I come back and it, it gives you a perspective. It gives you perspective around what the relationship means to you, because yeah. I think you can kind of get lost in it whenever you're going, doing the same thing mm-hmm. week after week, you know, going to work, coming home, eating dinner, going to bed. Um, not to say that, you know, you get caught in a rut per se, but you don't, you don't appreciate those little moments as much if you're not spending that time apart. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I think that is, that is super, super beneficial. Um, and I guess, so my next question would be from an emotional standpoint. Um, do you think that that applies the same, like emotionally, I guess, I guess we're kind of just talking about emotions and, and how that affect, how that changes whenever you spend time apart and then you come back and spend time together. Um, what are your thoughts on that whenever I do leave for a long period of time like that? Like, what do you mean? Like, whenever, you know, for example, I, you know, leave for a week-long elk trip. Um, you know, emotionally, how do you prepare for that? And what are your thoughts going through that week? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I just said I like being apart and having my alone time, but I'm the same way. Like, I'll have a night. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm bored. Like, I miss him. I want him to come back. Yeah. But, again, like, it's just reminding yourself. Like, you can still miss somebody a whole lot and still be happy that they're gone, which sounds weird, like I just said. Like, I know how happy it makes you to go do that kind of stuff. So, yes, while I miss you, like, I'm equally as happy that you're out there doing that. So, and then it makes me happy because you're happy. So, emotionally, I think it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. But it is hard. I mean, yeah. I act like we're, like, apart for, like, six months. It's literally a week. But when you go from, like, spending 24-7 together, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have a break. Good reset. Good reset. Um, so I, I think we, we kind of covered that pretty well. I And that's that's all I really have to say about um, you know that matter. I think it's just I, I think it's just hugely tr- like tremendously beneficial um, if you're spending a lot of time with your significant other, taking time to develop as a person, develop yourself, and you know just understand yourself emotionally. I know a lot of whenever I spend time out in the woods and I'm walking around in the woods, it gives me so much time to just think about everything that's going on and think about how much I appreciate. Um, how much I appreciate you, how much I appreciate, you know, our house, all the things that we have and the many blessings that we have. It, it gives you time to reflect and, you know, understand where you're at in life. Um, and I, I think that's really important as well. So um, next, I want to dive a little bit deeper into 
you know, your upbringing, I guess. And um, growing up, you know, you weren't really exposed. Your family really wasn't exposed to hunting mm-hmm. as like a hobby. Which it wasn't weird. even really like a thing, you know. Which like, is weird because it's Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. You're surrounded by farms, but your family and, you know, I, I just don't think it was I, like that yeah. kind of culture, I guess, in that area. At least my family, no. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, I'm pretty sure our school had off for like that one Monday. Like, it's the first day. It's Opening like, day. Yeah, yeah, I swear. Like, I've seen, like, hunting was a thing, very mm-hmm. much a thing. And I remember I used to think it was like weird. Like, yeah. Why? Like, it's just a deer. I don't know. Now I'm like completely the opposite. So it was like, like, did you ever, people in your high school, would you ever, were, would people ever talk about it? Not like, like my friends, obviously, but there was, well, I don't know. Did your high school have like a, um, ag like program? We had like a four, I think we had like a four H maybe is what it's called. Mm. There was like an ag program and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like I knew about it and it was like very much prevalent, but like there was also the people that didn't, mm-hmm. that, that wasn't really like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that is surprising coming from such a rural, rural area yeah. like Gettysburg is. Um, but I have to say that it was the same for my high school. Like whenever I was growing up, I never had friends that went out and hunted. Like they did, but they never talked about it. It wasn't a big yeah. thing that people would talk about. It was just something that you did casually. Well, what do you think? Do you think because like I to compare it to something like fitness influencers and like I feel like that has recently gone like off. Mm-hmm on social media yeah do you feel like that about hunting too or do you think it was still like equally do you think it's grown like in popularity i think that a lot more people know about it that could just be my circle of influence though because that's you know what i what i enjoy and what i like to what kind of media i like to consume i guess Mm -hmm. um but i do think that just with the growing of TikTok and Instagram in like short form videos and all that stuff. I think there's a lot more people that are more educated about that kind of stuff. And, you know, based on the algorithms that are presented to you and in the videos that TikTok thinks that you'd be interested in, I think, um, you know, I think it definitely grows the following of, you know, whatever type of activity you're interested in. So like fitness or, hunting or you know gardening you know hiking whatever Mm -hmm. um i think there's just a bigger or there's an it's easier for people to consume media surrounding stuff that they enjoy yes i would agree yeah I, i don't know if it's necessarily more relevant though in like people are talking about it more like face to face personally right i think it's just you know something that is like private you know that's on your phone or uh, videos that yeah. you watch. Um, I got you can't really tell like who hunts. No. I mean you can like certain people you can, yeah. but other people like you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I'm shocked when someone says they have gone hunting or they like hunting. I'm like I don't know if I would have guessed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also like kind of a taboo subject for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of unfortunate, just because I think it gets such a bad rap a lot of the time. Yeah, because I was. I wouldn't say I was against it, but, like, I thought it was strange, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that I was, like, I don't know. I'm all for it now because I feel like I've learned. 
a yeah. lot about it because of you, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I was like, I don't want to say I was like against against it. Like I wasn't protesting it or anything, but I just thought it was strange. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah, that is the thing is that it's just a taboo subject that people don't understand. And I think the exposure that peop- that non-hunting folks do have is negative towards hunting. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, and I think that's what kind of pushes a lot of people away. So that's that's kind of the reason why I'm starting this whole, you know, starting to post more and starting this podcast is, I guess, to shed a better light on it. Shed. Shed. Pun intended. Pun completely intended. I'm going shed hunting tomorrow, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, um, you know, putting a better light on hunting and the outdoors. And I, you know, and I talked about this with Josh, um, on his podcast, but you know, bringing a more awareness around it, not saying necessarily that hunting is the only, like everyone needs to be hunting, but just for people that don't hunt to understand why we hunt and why we do things. Right. Um, I think it's important to keep the tradition alive because um, I think it is a dying breed. Hunters are a dying breed. Yeah. It's slowly decreasing in popularity. Yes. So I guess, you know, moving on from that, unless you have anything else to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did mention earlier that you are all in on hunting now. Can you explain why? Mainly because of the taste, and I don't want to buy meat from the store, but I don't, it's just, it's not even that complicated. Um, I feel like you just have to try it. You have to, like, learn, like I was saying. I feel like I know so much about it because of you, and, like, before, and I guess if you don't really know much about hunting, you probably just assume, like, oh, we're killing an animal just to kill it. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's so much more when you explain everything that goes into it and whatnot that you do. Obviously, I see it firsthand. Um, And it's so much more than just killing an animal for fun. Um, And, yeah, meat is expensive at the store. (laughs) And it's just – it's so much cleaner. It's so much better tasting. My stomach has never hurt after eating it, and I have a sensitive stomach. It's just – yeah. Yeah. I agree. And um, <clears throat> like you said, you know, it's it's so much more and so much more involved than just going out in the woods and shooting a deer. Um, there's there's a lot more to it. But, you know, why do you think why do you think that is that you feel so much better eating that wild meat? Like, why do you think it doesn't hurt your stomach? Why? Like, what you know, what do you think in there? I mean, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. It's kind of and I hate to even say this because it probably sounds so I don't even want to say I got I kind of want to say privilege because like not everybody can just have an elk but like it's just kind of disgusting to think about like I don't know I don't really eat chicken that much anymore pretty much not at all like we've had it recently but just knowing that they're just like all packed and I'm not like a vegetarian or anything which I feel like a lot of people usually say this use this argument i guess Mm -hmm. you know like i don't like the butchering and whatnot i don't know the correct terminology for it but yeah like butchering and in raising cattle and stuff like that. right yeah and i mean everyone's seen pictures of it everyone's seen 
videos and document wait what is it documentaries documentaries yeah mm -hmm. um it's just kind of gross and i hate saying yeah. that because like i said it probably sounds so well I, here i'll make you feel a little bit better because i and this might be a controversial take for a lot of people but i would rather i think whenever i'm not eating wild game meat i think i would rather be a vegetarian i was just thinking that yeah which yeah. is crazy because i feel like i would have never said that but once you just eat like wild game i don't know like we even say like when we go out to eat and stuff like it just feels so much different like eating it which sounds crazy mm -hmm. like i can't believe i'm even saying that but you just feel different yeah. I just feel so sluggish. Like, mm -hmm. well, you're basically the the a cow versus a deer or an elk. A cow is like a fat person sitting on the couch. You know, they don't move around <laughs> too much. Oh an elk and a in like deer, they're like super athletes. They're yeah. outside. They're surviving. They're incredibly lean. And they're just eating clean grass. Sticks. Yeah, they're not eating, we're not raising them to be, like, the biggest, most juicy, yeah, most meat on the animal that there can be. Mm -hmm. Like, pumping it with, maybe not even pumping it, just feeding it stuff. I mean... Yeah, feeding it grains and stuff like that. No, an elk is out there, it's eating sage, it's eating, you know, browse. Mm -hmm. Deer out there eating acorns. You know, yeah. it's, it's a completely different diet, and... From from a hunter's perspective, I guess I'll you know can kind of explain where I'm coming from whenever I say that you know I prefer wild game meat so much more, is I I feel so much more connected to it, and I'm not a huge chef by any means. I like to cook. I wouldn't consider myself very good at cooking, but I enjoy cooking way more whenever it's a piece of wild game meat that I've harvested myself versus a steak that was frozen at the supermarket oh my gosh yeah i can't imagine how good that feels yeah to just have mm -hmm. like to be able to bring home that much food and yeah just i don't know like knowing that you yeah. got it <laughs> and yeah and the best feeling in the world for me this past year was whenever i would go down and look inside the freezer whenever we did get that alcohol process and everything just looking into the freezer and seeing how much food we had and we're still eating it. We eat it every single day, mm -hmm. basically. And we still are, like, halfway done. It's been, like, what, three months? Yeah. What, September, October. For everything. And it also, I think, forces forces us to, like, get in the kitchen and figure stuff out. Because eating steaks, like, for 30 days in a row is mm -hmm. sometimes boring. So yeah. I think it's – and that's something, like, we – or I feel as though we – like doing together mm -hmm. like it is kind of something we've been figuring out yeah yeah and we've, we've been talking about spending time apart but i think that's equally as important as spending important as spending time together uh-oh what <laughs> doing doing something like that you Mic know drop. <laughs> cooking and in spending time in the kitchen and learning how to cook recipes um and enjoying it together you know, I think that's also part of the fun is like just enjoying and, and saying like, oh, well, we should have done this. We should have added this. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It it's really kind of like it's like, um, I don't know. It's just like science. It's like it's like we're on a cooking show. <laughs> exactly. <Top> um, <laughs> so 
so um yeah it's it, it is nice to be to be that connected to your food and i think that's why we're starting our garden too is so that mm-hmm. we can source all of our food yeah that's gonna be crazy yeah if hope, it works hopefully we can figure it out we're not we don't have the greenest of thumbs although Shut sammy might up. argue oh with God. that but all of my plants are alive yes right now yes we're okay. she's in her uh houseplant era i'm really stressed about them actually i have too many i think i'm so scared like i'm scared every single day well tell us about it a little bit tell us about what we what we got and i know you don't have I the don't names of know them what but... we have well what was our first plant ollie a snake plant that ollie survived god knows what <laughs> ollie is a trooper he He's... was left in the car in the summer in like probably 100 degree temperatures for how long at least two days yeah he had a little bit of a rough time actually no he was looking great after that which was surprising Mm -hmm. um and then he was just kind of chilling he didn't grow for probably like two years yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then he just took off and then bean um our adopted devil destroyed it literally grew the tallest one he had just out on the floor dead and now he's growing again in a new pot so i'm excited but and then we got and then i got a spider plant from work and then after that we just got a bunch more we got a little package a little package from the plant store down the road yeah um they have some crazy names they do have some crazy names i wish we would have written them down i made tyler do write me a little cheat sheet for all of their watering needs yeah but it's too confusing to follow, so I just water them once a week, <laughs> except <laughs> for the snake plant. <laughs> that's basically what they what they call for. But, it just calls for moist soil most of the time. Yeah, but you can overwater them, which I think is my issue because mm-hmm. I'm so worried about them. Yes, yes, you are. I would think I would cry if one died. <laughs> you very... get connected to them. I'm just so stressed. <laughs> I don't want to like do anything wrong to them. Yeah. What about so? Um, what about like our garden? Oh my gosh, there's a wild card. <laughs> What about our garden? What are we planning to grow, and when are we starting? Do you know? I don't know. You said we keep saying we're going to start. I don't think we're going to or we're supposed to start until the end of March, I thought. So I was but doing a little I bit of digging. I feel like we could start now. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of digging, and I found that we can plant the basil and the green onions inside now because they grow inside. So you just keep them inside. You don't plant them outside. I look, you feel like we could plant some tomatoes now. Yeah, we probably could. They get a little bit leggy, is what I was told by my coworker. Well, yeah, you have to get one of those, like, for them to climb up on, like a tomato thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he waits until March to plant his tomatoes, but... Um, we have a bunch of stuff. We have carrots, mm-hmm. radishes, cabbage. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how much this yields us. I, I have no idea what I to I think expect. we might have too, mu- too much. I think we might have too but much, But that's too. why we said we are going to take some to, like, the shelter yes yeah or give them out yeah that'll be nice mm-hmm. we can like make something up yeah. and we can make spaghetti sauce and mm-hmm. we can do canning and stuff yeah yeah definitely there's plenty of options for for the yeah. food I, I don't I, know it's definitely have... not going to go to waste because these dogs eat like crazy so we'll just mix it in yeah we started making homemade dog food so. yeah yeah so um you know f- with with the scraps of elk None of that elk went to waste, not like a single shred of it, because we took all of the scraps, like all the um, the silver skin and all of the pieces of meat that were shot up, um, took that and cut it in with some vegetables. 
did peas. Peas, sweet potatoes. Pea, well, we did. We boiled it, the meat mm-hmm. and the peas and the green beans and the carrots. Mm-hmm. It smelled gross. And then you bake the sweet potatoes. And then even grosser, if you will, we had to put it in a blender. And we blended it all up, and it was a nice, mushy mess, and the dogs have been going crazy for it. They literally are turning into elk. I think they act significantly different Yeah. when they eat, like, fresh. I mean, elk specifically, because that's what we give them, but, like, fresh food versus their Mm -hmm. that dry food. Yeah, they act crazy. Which, yeah, they act a little bit nuts. They just have so much energy. They got, like, an unlimited battery. It's nuts. Um, Yeah, we should probably get back on track. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, that 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 was that was one of the talking points that I wanted to hit on. Um so, now getting into the mental health side of things. So, this is what you brought your notes here for. Yes. <laughs> so, I in this is kind of where I want to I guess wrap up a little bit. This is going to be our last talking point and it's is what do you, what like what is your opinion? It doesn't have to be you know anything crazy, but what's your opinion between the correlation of spending time and being connected to the outdoors, being connected to the food that you eat, um, spending time exercising outside, um, walking around, whatever, and mental health? You know how does how does it affect each other? Does it is it really important? Is it not important? You know what are your what are your thoughts? I think it's definitely important um just getting outside getting fresh air sunshine stuff like that um it's gonna help you physically and mentally um like you were kind of talking about just clearing your head and just not it's kind of like meditating in a way I feel like Mm -hmm. um and also just kind of going back to your roots of being outside and just being one with nature as silly as that sounds um but sun is definitely important, especially exercising. Those two things, I think, are going to help you the most. But, um, I mean, even if you don't like going outside, I mean, not going outside, but, like, even if you don't like the outdoors as much, I think it still needs to be part of your routine. Like, you're going to be going outside mm-hmm. at some point during your day, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I – Personally, I try and get outside and spend time, no matter the weather, for at least 30 minutes a day. Whether that's just me walking, walking Koa up and down the street, um, you know, we do that every morning. Um, or if it's going on a six-mile walk through the woods. You know, I, I think it's important for me and um, just clearing my head of you know, all the thoughts and, and giving yourself time to, I guess, soak in the elements a little bit, if you will. Um, and I, I don't think, I don't think it's weird to say that, you know, spending time connecting to nature. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a weird thing. I think it's very natural for humans to want to spend time connecting with nature. I think a lot of people are getting into it a little bit more now. Um, but it's it's definitely something that should be a priority um in you know it's definitely a priority in our lives especially whenever the weather's nice so we love to get outside um what do you so like emotionally speaking like how do you 
how would you suggest someone that suggest to someone that might not like to spend time outside what do you think the benefits are there like like I guess go a little bit more into detail if you could I mean I think it it's just hard to say because everyone is so unique like if you really don't like being outside you despise the outdoors I'm not like being outside for like a prolonged period of time isn't what's going to make you happy Mm -hmm. um I do think there's an element of just getting outside and like like I said being one with nature but I think a good way to like get into it is like you said just going outside for at least 30 minutes or even just 10 minutes um just going on a walk or something like that Mm -hmm. just seeing how you feel doing that and then if you really 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 don't like it and it made you worse then never do it again but chances are it'll probably help a little bit yeah yeah and what about sun? Because, yeah, that I, I think definitely giving it, at least giving it a shot in, you know, going outside. But what about the sun? Like, I know personally we feel much better whenever it's sunny and, you know, oh, you, you don't get care to wake up. the sun you go outside whenever. But, yeah. yes, I if I don't have the sun, I'm very sad, <laughs> which is why I take vitamin D. But I would literally lay on the sun if I could, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, there's so many people nowadays that – I, I remember during COVID that was a big that was a big thing that a lot of people that were in the ICU in um, you know intensive care they were low on vitamin D you know yeah. people that were getting sick from COVID yeah like sad mm-hmm. seasonal depression things like that yeah you definitely need sun I mm-hmm. mean they like you wouldn't supplement with vitamin D yeah if you didn't I mean it's definitely gonna make you feel better mm-hmm. if you're in the sun safely. Um, but, but yeah. 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 I think, I I don't know what the percentage is, but I know there's a lot of, there's a very high percentage of adults in America that are low on vitamin D. So, you know, just, just getting your daily dose of that. And even if, even if the sun isn't out, I mean, you're still getting some sort of UV. Yeah. Or you can get a sad lamp Mm -hmm. like me. Yeah. With some UV light to, to kind of brighten up your day a little bit, you know? I don't really think it helps, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, I the like the thought of it. I like the thought of it, and you know, nothing beats laying in the sun. Yeah, when Feeling it's the just warmth. like ten thousand degrees, and you're just baking. <laughs> it feels so good. See, I would have to. I would have to digress there because I am not a huge fan of direct sunlight. I love spending time out in the sun, but the direct sunlight kind of kills me my skin i'm very fair so (laughs) (laughs) so that's a problem but i think just spending time outside in um in soaking in that sun is is very important for for just health and emotional well-being and stuff like that for sure yeah well i think that's all i got for you is there anything else you wanted to add Mm -mm. well i appreciate you coming on talking with me glad i could make the trip down it's a long journey (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening i look forward to talking to you guys again next week next week i'll be on my steelhead trip and i am super super excited to go and um hopefully i might be able to get a couple of my buddies on the podcast we'll see i'll have to talk to them yeah we'll get some nice big old steelhead Ooh, i'm excited to eat them yeah, though we can't even eat. We can only eat it once a month. Yeah, that's 
That's a topic for another podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Sammy and Tyler are